Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man who's called Mal Evans, who's on roadie. And uh, <clears throat> I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast on iHeartRadio. Great to be with you this morning. Appreciate everybody's listening in. We've had a great response so far, and uh, I hope it continues. Uh, tell your friends, keep listening. Make sure you hit follow on the uh, iHeart uh, Podcast app. And uh, boy, oh boy, we got a lot of golf to talk about. You know, this is the off-season, so well, wrap-around season, whatever it is. Actually, there's a there's a big tournament this week, the uh, HSBC World Golf Championship, which will attract a, a big field, good field, uh, over in China. Uh, but uh, nothing like Tiger Woods getting everybody talking a little more golf. Of course, we got the President's Cup coming up also, which will, will probably uh, be a little anticlimactic because I would imagine that that's going to be a, a a wipeout by the U.S. But I want to talk about that a little bit because Tiger Woods is the captain and his uh, captain's picks will happen on November 4th. So I want to you know, give you a little insight as to what I think might happen there. Uh but everybody's buzzing about Tiger and, uh, you know, winning his 82nd tournament on the PGA Tour. Of course, he had a three-shot lead going in the last round, uh, 25 out of 25 when he's been in that position. And he uh, closes it out with a, a victory over Hideki Matsuyama. Now, yeah, to, there was no way Tiger was going to lose that. I mean, there just there wasn't any holes on that golf course that were holes that you – are going to take a big number. I mean, you know, there's just there's not out of bounds and penalty shots all over the place. He always had somewhere to miss. There's another fairway adjacent to the one that he's hitting to uh, most of the time, and he didn't need that because he was driving the ball good and keeping it in play. Uh, you know, he's a great lag putter, always has been. When he's got the lead, he relies on that. Uh, he's not going to beat himself. You've got soft greens. 
And when you have soft greens, Tiger with his iron play, you just know he's going to stick some close. And he's and he's not going to he's not going to pitch an absolute no hitter with his putter. I mean that that's that's not going to happen either. Uh, greens were not some ridiculous speed either, fast or slow. Uh, and, and in very good condition. So, so there was just no way he was going. And Hideki Matsuyama chased him. And Matsuyama's a great player. Don't don't get me wrong. I mean, he, you know, and he's playing in front of his hometown fans or home country fans, and he's going to put a little uh, charge on like he did. But the fact of the matter is, is he's not a, a guy that's going to track down Tiger Woods. He just he, he's not a guy that's going to get a hot putter going and have a hot putting last round. Uh, and and neither was Gary Woodland. I mean, they're just two guys that, that aren't going to scare you with the putter. I mean, when you've got somebody that is a great putter, I don't know, pick pick them out, whoever whoever it might be. Uh, I mean, Jordan Spieth right now is a great putter again. Uh, you know, he can start bombing them in from everywhere. Hideki Matsuyama is not going to start bombing them in from everywhere. So so Tiger was was on his way to the 82nd uh, victory. Ties Sam Snead's. Uh, record and uh, it's it's a it's a tremendous record and I'm sure he's gonna gonna beat it. Uh, there's there's not really any doubt that that that's gonna happen. I mean, if his body is uh, you know allows him to play, he's going to uh, you know get out there and, and and do it. His 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 win percentage is is tremendous when he's on the lead. It's it, everybody talks about that and rightfully so. And it's one of the things that I've mentioned quite a few times is that I, I never understood how people had this idea that all of a sudden Tiger had lost it mentally. That was just like the stupidest thing I had ever heard. And, you know, you just don't lose the experience that he has. And he is the as tough a competitor as ever been. I mean, there's great competitors. And, you know, I don't know how you classify him. Uh, obviously, Jack Nicklaus and all the other great major champions that are out there. Um, you know, and, and Brooks Kepka is seemingly a, a very, very tough, incredible uh, champion. But this is Tiger Woods we're talking about. So, uh, you know, he, he wasn't going to he wasn't going to lose lose that lead. So as soon as he, he wins, everybody starts talking about his his swing and what do you think about his swing and how's his swing? And, you know, I got people calling me and text me. Oh, his swing looks so smooth. And I and my, my my response back to that was, yeah, for whatever that's worth, uh, you know, I, I I never got that whole smooth thing. You know, it's like when people hit a bad shot, and they immediately go, oh, I was I was too quick, too quick, I was too fast. And I'm like, really? Um, if you measure your clubhead speed and you measure Tiger's clubhead speed, let's just use him as an example. He swings a driver, you know, pick a number, 115 miles an hour, 116 miles an hour, whatever it might be. Now, if all of a sudden he started speeding up to 118 miles an hour or 119 miles an hour and he started hitting it wild, I could understand the thought process that said, he hits it more accurately at 115 miles an hour. When he gets to 119 miles an hour, he hits it all over the place. But that's simply not the case. Uh, you know, he'll he'll swing the same clubhead speed, you know, pretty much all day long, as they all will. Roy McIlroy will do the same thing. Uh, Dustin Johnson do the same thing. They will, whatever their clubhead speed is, they will be within a mile or two of that clubhead speed with the driver on, on every uh, instance. And you will never be able to to point to it and say. 
oh, this one was faster and he hit it wild and this one was slower and he, and he you know, hit it better. As a matter of fact, I would say more times than not, it'd probably be the opposite. Probably when they're really swinging well and really feeling confident, they're probably even swinging a little bit faster. Now, the smooth part, you know, can refer to the timing of the, of the golf swing. And I always say that what you have to do is you have to coordinate your hands and arms and your body uh, working together. So your hands and arms are swinging the golf club. The body's turning to uh, get out of the way and to keep pace with your, with your hands and arms. And when you, you're turning your body and swinging your hands and arms in sync with one another, you have a nice, well-timed golf swing that is going to look smooth. It's one of the byproducts of, of also of being in great positions. When your golf swing is technically in very good positions for you, whatever whatever swing you have, not you know, obviously everybody has different swing, but whatever swing you have that's your best swing, if you're in those positions, of course it's going to look smooth. My my problem when people always talk about, oh, that was so smooth, is it it gives you the illusion that all you have to do is go out there and just try to swing smooth. You can try to swing smooth all you want, and you're not going to necessarily hit it great. I mean, that's just if if that's all you have to fall back on, it's not going to be very successful for you. It, it it just isn't. Ideally, what you do is you focus on the things that if you do them. It puts you in good positions, and that creates a smooth swing. You just don't go out there to the driving range or to the golf course and say, today I'm going to swing nice and smooth, and everything works out good. So when people say, oh, Tiger's swing looks so smooth, oh, well, okay, so? I mean, what, what is that? Of course it did. He's, a, he's, he's a, the, the, you know, arguably the greatest player ever. He's an all-time uh, PGA Tour winner now. Uh, him and Sam Snead, 82 wins. What, what do you think it's going to look like when he's winning a tournament? I mean, he's going to look all herky-jerky and all over the place. And, you know, of course it's going to look smooth. I mean, I mean, professional athletes in any sport have a way of looking very, very smooth. Uh, you know, that just kind of goes with it. But th the idea that that could be your swing thought and you could just live happily ever after and never miss a shot, that's just not not real life. So what I saw was it was it was Tiger had had the club in very good position. There wasn't anything, uh, you know, technically that I would look at and say, uh, you know, was was bad or off kilter or anything. And and one thing I really paid close attention to, I, did, I you know, it's funny, people people get struck by the smooth I looked and I saw, geez, you know what? His head's really not going down much at all. Matter of fact, there was quite a few swings where, you know, I marked it on something in the background and it didn't even go down at all. That's different for him. One thing you see with Tiger when he's struggling, that head is dropping like, you know, it's like the, he's taking the elevator down and that thing is going down, down, down. Uh, it wasn't doing that at that Zozo championship. Now, whether that's because he was thinking about it or whether it's because he was doing something else, some other thought that allowed him to stay up, but it, it definitely w was better from that regard. And that's a big, that's always been a big, big piece of the puzzle for him. Uh, when, his, when his head goes down, it also drops back. When his head goes down, drops back, the club gets stuck behind him. And when that happens, 
it's very difficult for him to, to hit a cut shot. His cut shots are going to start to the right, and you don't want a cut starting to the right. It's going to be a block. Uh, you know, you, you want your, your cuts to start a little left and your draws to start a little right, and that's the, the formula they use. And Tiger's relying on a, a, lot, of, a lot of cut shots. And when Gary Woodland was asked about his, his uh, game and playing with Tiger, he said he, just, he, he never missed a shot left in, in two days. You know, it's, another thing that's interesting, when you, because they were, when they were interviewing Gary Woodland after the, the term Todd Lewis was on the Golf Channel, uh, and, of course, every question was about Tiger. I mean, Gary Woodland did win the U.S. Open uh, this, this last year, and he finished you know, third at, at Zozo, uh, obviously way overshadowed by what Tiger did. Uh, but you could just throw the guy a little bone and ask him one question about himself. I mean, the guy's a U.S. Open champion. But anyway, it was nice. Gary was nice. He's a nice, nice guy, and he, you know, he just patiently answered all the Tiger questions, one right after another, you know, another one, another one, another one, another one. I mean, you know, usually they just at least they'll start off and give him one question about himself because he did play very well. He didn't putt putt nearly as good as he needed to to win, but he he played really well. But it's funny how. The whole thing has changed. You, know, you remember when everybody was talking about how Tiger doesn't intimidate anyone anymore? Well, are they still saying that? Because when Tiger plays like he can play, uh, I, I, I kind of think these guys are just kind of sitting there watching him now. I mean, that was the impression I got from from Gary Woodland. Now, I don't think Tiger can do that every day. I don't think he can do that every tournament. I think he's going to be an opportunistic player, uh, opportunistic at BJ Tour events, opportunistic at major events. I think it's almost better that, you know, it's that way because I, I don't think he has you know, quite the stamina for the grind that he used to have. It, it, it's unbelievable how much it used to take out of him when he had to, you know, sit on the lead every day, win the tournament, then go the next tournament, then go the next tournament, then go the next tournament. I remember when I was with him, there was one stretch where he went to seven, you know, or six tournaments in a row, one seven in a row, where he was the defending champion or, or the champion from last week. And he goes up there and, and I mean, that's a lot of pressure. That's pressure. That takes a lot of stamina. And even he mentioned this was one thing that was was interesting. When they interviewed him, he said it was it was tough sitting on the lead for five days because they, they played, you know, an extra extra day. He had the lead right after the the first round, 64 of the first round, after opening up with with three uh, bogeys. But, uh, you know, he goes on to, to shoot 64, and then he had the lead, and then he had the lead after another 64, and then he still had the lead, and then he still had the lead, then they didn't get to finish, and he still had the lead. That, that, that takes a lot out of you. But it was something that didn't used to take a lot out of, out of him, uh, seemingly. And maybe it did, but he just had so much stamina for it. So, so he, he's a different player in, in, in that regard. But every time he rattles off a win, and, you know, I mean, he's had three up now in the last 13 months. Uh, when, when he has, you know, everybody thinks, oh, he's going to do this. He's going to do that. He's going to do that. You know, you listen to, you know, all the gushers and he's going to win every tournament. And, you know, it, it's not going to happen. Um, he's got, he's just like anybody else. He's got to put it all together. Great ball striking week with a great putting week. And he had that, uh, you, you know, they didn't have the, the statistics at the Zozo, but I, I promise you, you know, he, he was phenomenal from tee to green and, and even better on strokes gained approach shots to the green, which has always been his, his, the hallmark of his game. 
you know, and he did not three putt. Not that I, I could see. I, you know, it's it's hard to keep up with the, the stats when they're playing over in Japan. But of all the holes that I watched, and I pretty much watched the whole thing, I didn't see any. I didn't see any three putts. Uh, you know, and that's a, that's a key for him. It's a big key. Now, last year on the PGA Tour, he's 174th in three putt avoidance. That's not great. Uh, so, if you're 174th in three putt avoidance, how many tournaments? Are you going to play in a year where you have, you know, say zero, one, or two three putts, which is kind of the limit now? I mean, you know, Tiger doesn't have the blow you out of the the water game. I don't think that he used to have, where you know he could go around there with five three putts and still win by one. Shoulda, woulda, coulda been a six shot win, but it's a one shot win. And now, days he needs to limit the the three putts. But if you're 174th, you're not having many tournaments where you do eliminate the three putts. So as a result, you, you know you're you're not going to win a bunch. But he's capable of winning every single event that he plays in, and he's capable of winning you know major championships as he sh- he showed at the, at the Masters. So so now people will you know ask, okay, what about you know the the Jack Nicholas's record. I mean, we got we tied Sam Snead. Uh, now, what about Nicholas's record? He's got you know, three more wins to go to to get to to Jack Nicholas's number. Well, uh, there's some interesting statistics to consider on, on that regard that I want to share with you. But we're going to take a little break and uh, hear from our our sponsors, and we'll be right back on the Hank Haney podcast. <laughs> Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get Our Way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Buble's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything everybody including sitting presidents so join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before tell it like it is and even sing a song or two this is our podcast and we're going to do it our way listen to our way on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. 
Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. We break open modern day conspiracies and tell you which elements may be the real deal. Like, did Bill Gates use COVID vaccines to microchip us all? We all do have tracking devices. Mm -hmm. We carry them around. We spend a lot of money on them. And what's actually on Hunter Biden's laptop? You are talking to the guy that has three of Hunter Biden's laptops and cell phone. And what did the deep state build under Denver airport? Do you think there are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura. It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, when I was talking about, you know, Jack Nicholas's record, 18 major championships, Tiger has three to catch him. And, of course, you could conceivably, if you're Tiger Woods, just win the next three majors and you're right there. But realistically, that's not probably what's going to happen. When you look at great major championship winners and you look at the percentage of tournaments that they won, versus the amount of majors that they want and break down that percentage, uh, I want to share with you some some statistics here. Okay, Jack Nicklaus, obviously 18 major championships. Jack won uh, 73 PGA Tour events. So 25% of his wins were uh, major championships. Tiger, 15 major championships, 82 wins. 18% of his wins were major championships. Uh, Walter Hagen won 11 majors, had 45 PGA Tour wins. So 24% of his wins were major championships. Uh, Ben Hogan uh, had 64 wins, nine major championships. 14% of his wins were major championships. Tom Watson, 39 wins, eight of them were major championships. That's 21%. Sam Snead won 82 times. He only won seven majors, only. Seven's still a darn good uh, number, but it's not. it represented 9% of his PGA Tour wins. Not, not very high. Billy Casper's another one, 51 PGA Tour wins, won three majors, only 6%. But then you look at, like, a, say, a, a, a Jordan Speed. He's won 11 times, three of them were majors. That's 27% of his wins are, are major championships. Uh, now, Kepka's the outlier, without a doubt. Uh, seven wins, four of them major championships, fifty-seven percent. Maybe that, maybe that's Tiger going forward, but but in all likelihood, it's not. Uh, Mickelson was forty-four PGA Tour wins so far in his career. He's still going five major championships. That's eleven percent. So pick a number, whatever number you pick. Pick Tiger's current number: eighty-two wins, fifteen major championships, eighteen percent. You know, if you put Nicholas was 25%, uh, Mickelson was 11%, Tiger's later in his career, all the back injuries and surgeries, all the knee surgeries, uh, competition tougher, all this, this da 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 da. Uh, but, but pick a number. Let's, let's, say, let's say 20% of, of his wins are going to be uh, major championships. Okay, one, you know, one, one out of five. Okay, well, that means he'd have to win 15 more tournaments. We will count this 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 last one because it happened after the the Masters. So 14 more wins 
And uh, if he wins 14 more times, you know, he could pluck off three more more majors. Now, he could do it in three tournaments. He could do it the first three majors next year and only play in three majors, but it's just not likely. There's usually some percentage of, of wins that you have to have on the PGA Tour to equate into a major championship win. And we, you know, for when Tiger were was you know out and wasn't playing and you know everybody's like, well he can still beat nicholas's record and i'm like geez he pretty much had to you know has to have jack nicholas's career this before he won the masters i said he has to have jack nicholas's career or yes has i'm sorry phil mickelson's career be you know after the age of, of 43 he has to have phil mickelson's whole career well maybe he doesn't maybe he could do it kepka's way uh, win four majors and and you know out of seven PJ Tour events. It's not likely though. So so you think do you think to yourself, okay, how many wins will Tiger have? You know the rest of his career going going forward. I understand you know he hits it a long way. He's in you know good shape. He's not really in good shape. I mean, come on, you you can't call somebody in good shape that you know. <sighs> has had five knee surgeries and five back surgeries or whatever the number is. I mean, that, that's not somebody in good shape. I mean, it's just not. I mean, I, you know, like people say, you know, Hank, you're in really good shape for your, your age. I'm like, I mean, I've had two knee operations. I've had a back operation. I've had two shoulder operations. I mean, that's not, I don't, I don't know. That's not in good shape, is it? I mean, okay, I'm not. I'm not fat, but I, I mean, I, I, you know, I can run around. I can do this. I can do that. But, but. I mean, you got to consider everything, and 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 when somebody has had that toll on his body, I don't, you know, he looked great. He looked in great shape at Zozo, but if you think back to BMW Championship at Medina, I mean, it looked like he could barely walk from the car to the to the you know first tee. Uh, so so anyway, how many tournaments is he going to win? that are going to allow him, you know, the opportunity to, to pluck off three more majors. And, it, it, you know, it'll it'll still be a tall task. But having said that, it is not insurmountable. And I, and I believe now that, you know, Tiger doesn't really have to, to win or beat Nicholas's record. I mean, if he ties Jack Nicholas's record, I mean, let's say he won three more tournaments. That'd be 85 wins on the PGA Tour. That'd be 18 majors, and you would match that against Jack Nicholas's 73 PGA Tour wins, both with the same amount of majors. I, I mean, I, I think that is is easily a tiebreaker that goes to Tiger Woods, and I think he would think the same thing. And and you know, he's the only one that matters. It doesn't really matter what the you know the media media thinks. Uh, or what you know the golfing public thinks is what 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 Tiger thinks, and maybe in his mind he's just like you know what if I could if I could tie him I I, I own the tiebreaker you never know I mean it, and it you know it's still it still could happen it it, it I knew he's going to win another major I knew he's going to win more tournaments he's just flat out too good and that's the and and that's the the, the bottom line uh, you know he's moved up to to sixth in the world. Uh, the you know Kepka's still number one now. Kepka's hurt. Uh, got the got the bad knee. Rory number two. Dustin Johnson three. Justin Thomas has moved up to to four. Uh, John Rahm five. Tiger six. Cantley seven. Justin Rose eight. Uh, Xander Shoffley nine. And Bryson DeChambeau is 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 ten. So Tiger's right there. I mean he's sixth in the world. Think about where he came from. It's pretty amazing, really. Now there's a few guys that have moved up this year and a few guys that have, that have, have moved back. 
Uh, Tiger's one of them that's moved up. Rory's moved up from eighth to second. Uh, Tiger moved from 13th at the end of last year to sixth. Patrick Cantley moved from 18th to seventh. Uh, and then there's there's other guys that have, have moved back. Francisco Molinari moved out of the top 10. Uh, Tony Finau has moved out of the top 10. Molinari to, from 7th to 11th, uh, Finau from 9th to 14th. And Finau at, at 9th was a weak 9th in the world. I mean, if, if, if that's possible to say. And I only say that because he, he, you know, he's a great player, but when you don't have wins under your belt, it's hard to believe you're top 10 player in the world without winning, winning golf tournaments. Uh, but remember when uh, at the end of last year, I talked about how uh, the average in the last how many years uh, has been 4.5 uh, the amount of players that moved out of the top 10 and into the top 10 uh, in a, in a year and this year it it's only been it's only been tiger and and cantley have moved have moved in and uh, who's moved out? Um, um, well, Finau and uh, Molinari have, have moved out. Now, Bryson DeChambeau's from, he started at fifth. He's at tenth now. Uh, he could get knocked out. Uh, but, you know, there's, there's, not, there's only a couple events to go. Uh, I don't know who would do it. You know, maybe Gary Woodland if he won. I don't know. Maybe Webb Simpson, Paul Casey. Casey's at 12. Uh, you know, I mean, but in all likelihood, it's it's a year where there hasn't been much change in and out of the the top ten, with the exception of uh, of Tiger and and uh, and Cantley. Uh, you know, and, and uh, it's it's a little different year. But the, you know, the whole year has been Tiger Woods. It's it's it started off with Tiger at Augusta, and uh, you know, it pretty much ended with Tiger at the. Uh, Zozo Championship, where he, he ties Sam Snead's record, and that you know, and, and and last year, if you look back, the year ended with Tiger at the Tour Championship. So it was Tiger, and then it, this year it's Tiger, and uh, you know all these great young players, and all these great players, and all these these stars. But uh, you know, who who shines the brightest, and that's uh, that's Tiger. Now he's the President's Cup captain, and November fourth, he's gonna make his picks as to uh, who's, who his four players are going to be on the team. Now, they, they they qualified through the, I think it was the BMW Championship. The top eight guys made it, uh, you know, uh, straight off the, the points list. And then, uh, you know, they, they go with with, uh, with four picks. And that's going to be uh, interesting because I, the thing that I look at and I say, you know what, this kind of tells you a little bit about the way it, it might go like at the at the Ryder Cup too, and which is which is really the big one. You know, you ever you notice how nobody's campaigning to make the uh, Presidents Cup team. You know, you know, it, it, it usually it's always uh, at this time. You know, right before these picks, there's a lot of campaigning going on. Nobody's nobody's really campaigning for the Presidents Cup. I don't know. It didn't. It you know, it's a team they'd like to be on. It's a, it's kind of hang out with the guys. They are playing a great golf course, Royal Melbourne, in Australia, which is one of the best golf courses in the world. Uh, December 9th through fifteenth, um, you know, and it'll be fun. I'm sure to be on a, a team, um, but uh, they're not. They're not. There's not a lot of campaigning. Matter of fact, Phil Mickelson uh, said last week when they asked him, he said, I, "I don't deserve to be on the team. I'm not asking for a pick." I don't expect to get a pick, so he pretty much, you know, totally let Tiger off the hook right there. He doesn't even have to consider Phil, and Phil finished 16th in the points. It's not like you know Phil's back there at 
fiftieth or something. Uh, there's there's guys that that they're going to consider. I don't know if they'll consider Spieth. He was you know way back, but I mean I, I think Kevin Na would get a consideration. He finished twice second in points. Of course, he did win at Las Vegas. But uh, who's Tiger going to pick? It'll be uh, it'll be interesting. And they they interviewed him after the round at uh, the fourth round or at Zozo, which we completed on Monday. But uh, after that, and uh, they asked him, Lewis asked him. He said, uh, "How was? What are you thinking about the Ryder Cup pick?" Or and and, and he said, his, "Tiger's answer was it was interesting. I mean, it was you know kind of." Tigerish, but uh, he, he goes uh, well. The tiger, the player, imp- uh, caught the the captain's attention. Well, he's he's one in the same, uh, and then he had a big you know smile on his face, which uh, pretty much means that uh, he's he's picking himself. And he was thirteenth on the on, on the list. So I'm gonna give you my thoughts on uh, what the other picks are gonna look like uh, when we come back on uh, the Hank Any podcast. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything everybody including sitting presidents so join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before tell it like it is and even sing a song or two this is our podcast and we're going to do it our way listen to our way on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. We break open modern-day conspiracies and tell you which elements may be the real deal. Like, did Bill Gates use COVID vaccines to microchip us all? We all do have tracking devices. Mm -hmm. We carry them around. We spend a lot of money on them. And what's actually on Hunter Biden's laptop? You are talking to the guy that has three of Hunter Biden's laptops and cell phone. And what did the deep state build under Denver airport? Do you think there are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura. It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
All right, you know what? I was talking earlier about <laughs> surgeries. Tiger's had a lot. Uh, I've had a lot. Uh, everybody's got something. I mean, it bothers me. I mean, nagging aches and pains. I mean, you know, I was uh, looking through the statistics uh, when, when I was uh, you know, doing a little research one day. 50 million Americans suffer from chronic pain. And it's like 46 million Americans suffer from arthritis and 80% of all Americans will suffer back pain at, at some point. Everybody gets muscle soreness because, I mean, it's just a side effect of, of exercise. I mean, you go work out or you go exercise, you're going get, to get sore. And, you know, everybody is always looking for something. What, what, what could give me some relief? You know, sitting in a jacuzzi, sitting in a, a, a hot bath, uh, you know, taking of this, taking of that, uh, whatever it is. You've heard me talk about Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. And I'm telling you, this product is, is absolutely fantastic. The, the testimonials that I get and the people that send me messages that tell me how the product has really, really literally in many cases changed their lives. It's just, it's just been the most fulfilling thing that I've, I've ever done. Uh, and and been you know really involved in. I mean, it's my company, and uh, you know we we got a very limited marketing budget. It's all like word of mouth. It's all you know uh, just people having good results and and repeat customers. Uh, we offer a money back guarantee. If you haven't tried this product and you've got some kind of aches and pains, arthritis pain, back pain, knee pain, like me, whatever it is. Give it a try. I mean, you got absolutely nothing to use. You can use the code Henry. My son's name's Henry. You might have heard his ads on the on the podcast. He did a great job. Like it's like the cutest thing ever. Uh, listening to to him him do that, but um, he uses it for his boo boos, and I use it on my my back and knees. But Voodoo Pain Relief Cream, uh, check it out, and uh, you go to voodoopainrelief.com. If you haven't tried it yet, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what your what you're waiting for. I really don't. It's a, there, there's a reason the return rate after like 30,000 orders is one-tenth of 1% one on a money-back guarantee. Now, how, how can that be? How can that be? The only, there's only one way it can be, and that, that means that it, it, it must work. All right, back to the President's Cup and the picks. Okay, what's what's going to happen? What's what 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 what's the what's what's the logic that they're gonna gonna use? Well, first off, let, let, how many picks is Tiger going to have? Because it it sounds like Kepka might be out. I mean, he was limping around at the, uh, the CJ Cup over in South Korea. Uh, ended up withdrawn. He'd been off before that. Had the stem cell uh, procedure on his knee. Uh, to you know, uh, work on some some issue that he's had that's been ongoing, which which he he said he, he made it difficult for him to practice. I thought he didn't like to practice, or you know that's why he didn't practice. But turns out it was the injury, it was the knee. Well, then the knee was better. Now he could practice, and then he didn't even make it through a tournament. Uh, and he and Tiger have talked, and it sounds like. I mean, if you kind of read between the lines, and I don't, I don't know why in the world uh, Kepka would would play in the the Presidents Cup. I, I just, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, not with a bad knee, he he might need surgery. 
sounds like it, it, that could happen. And if it did, then he then he would be out, and they'd lose the number one player in the world. Not that it's going to matter, uh, but they'd lose the number one player in the world, and then it would would mean that uh, Tiger would you know essentially have five picks. Now, if you go down the list, uh, and I yeah, I always start with the guys that just missed. That'd be Tony Finau at, at number nine, uh, Gary Woodland at 10, uh, Ricky Fowler at 11, and Patrick Reed at 12, Tiger at 13. Well, Tiger wins the Masters. He wins the Zozo. You know, Tiger's picking himself. Okay, So that's one, one spot there. Uh, he's going to use the, the Masters as uh, a you know, reason. Obviously, he's not going to have to give any reason because everybody would pick Tiger. But there's there's some logic to, that would say you win a major championship, you got to get picked, don't you? So that that puts Gary Woodland in too. Those two guys are are in in for sure. And Gary Woodland finished tenth in points, anyways. Okay, so that's a, that's a couple people that are in now. Even if they have four picks or five, uh, you're looking okay. Who, who's who's next? Tony Finau is was ninth. Ricky Fowler was eleventh. Patrick Reed was twelfth. All right, now Patrick Reed won. Uh, you know, the playoff event at Northern Trust at uh, Liberty National. He wins there. I, I don't know what that means. I don't think it means anything, to be honest with you, other than he won last year. Because, I, you know, I, I heard somebody talk about this the other day. I, I, I said, you know, Tiger's going to, you know, he, he's probably going to pick Ricky Fowler. And they're like, hi, he's not going to pick Ricky Fowler. He hasn't been playing any good. And I'm like, what difference does it make how is, he's playing? That That shouldn't have any bearing on anything. I mean, my goodness, how he's playing when he hasn't even been playing. He hasn't played in a fall event yet. What? what why would that have any bearing on anything whatsoever? I mean, th- they're not playing the President's Cup until December 9th through 15th. And actually, the first three days of those are just practice rounds. So, you know, you're talking about the 13th, 14th, and 15th. It's like, like. December 13th, 14th, and 15th, and we're worried about how somebody's playing in like August or September or October when they didn't play. What the, the, this this hot golfer theory? If you follow the hot golfer theory, I, I could maybe see the hot golfer theory if you're playing the week after somebody is hot. But when you're talking about determining whether somebody is hot or not based on the fact that how they played three months ago, that makes no sense whatsoever. So I don't think it matters how anybody's been playing, to be honest with you. I think it might matter whether or not they, quote, unquote, earn their way onto the team. I mean, I think you got to give guys that won in the fall, uh, Kevin Na, you got to give him a little bit of a look for sure. Uh, you know, he's he's he's. 22nd, uh, you know, and on the points is what he was when they cut it off, but he but he notched a win in Vegas. 24th player in the world, you know, he he gets a look. Uh, but Ricky Fowler was 11th in points. I, I don't I don't think you hopscotch over Ricky Fowler. Plus the fact that Ricky Fowler is one of the task force. It's going to be hard to leave these task force guys off. Now you're already going to you know Phil's going to be off. Uh, I don't see Jordan Spieth. In there, I mean, if he picks Jordan Spieth, whoa, my goodness, this is a boys' club for sure. I mean, 
this is a good old boys club because he hasn't he hasn't done anything to to you know he get on the team. I mean, he's fortieth in in his world ranking. Could you imagine Jordan Spieth's fortieth in his world? He's been putting better though. I mean, who knows? You know, I mean, it, it, it just this is going to be interesting to see how good of a or big of a boys club this is. But because the thing that I'm I'm interested, I'm more interested in the picks to be honest with you. I mean, in the competition because the competition to me. It isn't going to be like anything. I mean, I, I just don't. I don't see it. I don't get it. Uh, even when you just look at the the players uh, and you you look at the like I do. Here's what I do. I look at the world ranking of the players. Okay, and you average out the world ranking. Now, if you go right down the list, top twelve points getters for the Presidents Cup for the U.S. team, the world rank average was 11.16. Can you imagine that? 12 players and the world rank, the average was 11.16. Now, if Kepka drops out, you lose Kepka, but you throw, you know, Tiger goes in there. So you don't lose much. Maybe goes to 11.3, something like that. 11.4, still 11.5 as your world rank average. You look at the, at the international team, and I mean, it's, it's not even close. I'll do him a favor. We'll just go through the top six players. Adam Scott is 16th. Hideki Matsuyama is 22nd. These are world rankings. Leishman, Mark Leishman's 25th. Louis Oosthuizen is 26th. Jason Day is 28th. And, and Sungja M is 34th. Okay, now these guys are all really good players. But they're not on the level of the American team. You take the, the top six players on the international team, and the world rank average is 25.16. You take the top 12 players on the U.S. team, the world rank average is 11.16. It's not, it's like, and if you add in the other six players that they're going to have on the, the international team, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness! It, it, it'll it'll be it, it would be off the charts. Wait till you see what the average is of the world ranking of these players uh, on, the, on the international team. It, this will be the most lopsided uh, event going in. Now anything can happen. Eighteen home matches. Who knows? You know, maybe we go down there and just have a big old party and goof around. But uh, you know what? When we have a big old party and we goof around, we tend to play better. Uh, there's no doubt that the U.S. team is in a, a, a more jovial frame of mind at President's Cups than they are at Ryder Cups. And there's no doubt that we play better at, at, at President's Cup too. Uh, seemingly, you know, every every year, a Ryder Cup, they get all tensed up and they don't play good. And that's, you know, why they're always trying to loosen everybody up, but then somehow they haven't found the, the formula uh, to do that. But, but it doesn't, so it doesn't matter who they pick. But it's interesting to see who they're going to pick because, the way that they do it is 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 everybody gets together. They give everybody a vote. The assistant captain, Stricker's an assistant captain. Of course, he's assistant, so he can watch the guys because he's going to be the Ryder Cup captain. And I'm sure Mickelson will, you know, be be there helping out. I mean, I would be shocked if he, if, if Tiger didn't didn't ask him to to help out. Who knows? Maybe he doesn't want to do it. I, I would think he would though. Uh, he's part of the task force or guys, and you know they you know they they all like Phil. Um, they're going to ask them all. They're going to ask everybody to vote. Not one guy is, could possibly even think about saying to Tiger, don't pick yourself. So he's in for sure. Now, who else are they going to say to pick? 
I mean, you know, I've heard people throw around the idea that, you know, we need, they need to take some young guys and give them some experience. There are no young guys. There's two young guys that, that, are, that, are, that are really strong. And that's Xander Shoffley and uh, you got Patrick Cantley. And that's it. Other than that, that's it. There's, not, there's, no, there's no other young guys. Who, who's, your, who's your next young guy? I mean, who, who, who we got for a young guy? I mean, Cameron Champ, he's 76 in the world. Uh, Aaron Wise, he's 98th in the world. Uh, Matthew Wolf, who, who won, uh, you know, I mean, he, he, he won at uh, what, the 3M, and, you know, that was his, his big coming out. Uh, you know, he looks like a great player, got a lot of potential, got a lot of game. He's 105th in the world. I mean, I just, I, you know, he had a good tournament over at Zozo. I don't, I don't, I don't think he. They, and we've never done that before. We've, it's not how we've ever picked. We just, they, they do not do it. They do not. Let's take this guy and give him some experience. They, they go, you know, old guys, experience, uh, analytics. This guy matches up good with this guy. Pod system. We need somebody to pair up with this guy and that guy. And well, you know, that's how they do it. Which brings me to to, to Patrick Reed. He's twelfth on the list. Uh, all these guys get helped out, I think, because Tiger's going to be a pick no matter what. So all these guys get helped out by uh, Kepka not playing if he if he ends up having knee surgery and doesn't play, or just ends up resting and doesn't play. Everybody everybody get gets helped out, and I, I honestly I think Tiger just goes right down the list. He goes, you know, Finau, Woodland, Ricky Fowler. Uh, Patrick Reed and and then himself. I think that's that's weird. Now people have mentioned Kisner. People have mentioned Kevin Na. I mean Kisner hadn't done anything to to you know. I mean if he's ninth the BMW. I mean well, you know ninth at the Tour Champion. I mean it's a good finishes, but what, what does that have to do with anything? It's it's August. What, what does August have to do with with uh, December? Doesn't mean anything. Um, you know Ricky Fowler. I mean you know he finished eleventh BMW, nineteenth at the Tour Championship. I mean it doesn't. Like I said, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He's a task forcer. He's one of the guys. Uh, you know, I I don't I don't see it. Uh, I, I don't I don't see it. But Patrick Reed, do his comments that he made does that uh, you know cost him? Do they hold that against him? Uh, you know, a lot of people thought when he made those comments after the Ryder Cup, and you know, didn't understand why he got split up with Spieth, and you know, got paired with Tiger, which is not a bad deal. Those guys would love to be paired with Tiger, uh, but you know, they didn't win, and you know, he got all mouthy, and he didn't play great, by the way. You know, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna talk up, you should play, but but uh, he didn't he didn't you know come across too good after that deal. And a lot of people thought, you know, man, he's he's not gonna, he's never gonna get it picked again if he doesn't make the team. Well, you know, I mean, this is perfect for him, though. See, because they don't really know anybody else to pick. I don't know where else they would go. Where are they gonna go? Phil took himself out of it. Where are they gonna go? Kisner? Are they gonna go to Nah? Gonna go all the way down to Spieth? No, I don't. I don't think so. I, I just think they 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 take these guys uh, just just as they fall right here, and that's the easiest way. Then then you know what? Then they don't have to get up. And I hope this. I hope you know what? I hope Tiger does one thing as the Ryder or a Presidents Cup captain. He'll be Ryder Cup captain someday. But I hope he does one thing as as Presidents Cup captain. Just one thing. Just spare me this one thing. When you make these picks, don't tell me 
this was the hardest thing you ever had to do in your life. And by the way, why do they even call guys to tell them they didn't get picked? I mean, really? Is that really necessary? You know, you didn't make the team. You might have gotten a pick, but you didn't get a pick. It's the way it goes. You got to call and, and, oh, it's the hardest thing I ever had to do in my life. Call this guy up and tell him he didn't get picked. It's not like you're kicking him off the team. He didn't make the team to begin with. How is it a hard thing to call a guy up that didn't make the team and tell him you still didn't make the team? I mean, if you don't make the team, aren't you kind of expecting to not be on the team? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Maybe he'll spare us that. You know, he should just walk right into that, that press conference. They'll milk that thing for all they can get out of it. Uh, you walk right in that press conference and just say, you know what, uh, Kepka's playing or Kepka's not playing, uh, and I'm going right down the list right here. If Kepka's not playing, I'm going Finau, Gary Woodland, uh, Ricky Fowler, Patrick Reed, and myself. Those are where the guys finished, uh, and we're going right down the, the list. Easy peasy right there. Now, where it gets it gets dicey is if Kepka does play, and Tiger's already picked himself. Because he's already said that. So now what does he do? He's got to take Woodland. He would think. Woodland was 10th in points, U.S. Open champion. you got to take care of Woodland. Come on. you got to take care of Woodland. There's no chance to leave him off. Okay? So now you got Finau, Ricky Fowler, and Patrick Reed. If you want to throw in Kevin Na, if you want to throw in Kevin Kisner, you want to throw those guys in there, you got all those guys for two spots. You know, who's it going to be? Who's, who's getting left out? Uh, you know, my bet is... So Finau gets left out. But, you know, maybe it's somebody else. We'll see. It's going to be interesting. November 4th. But uh, I, 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 would, I would bet they go right down the list. That's, uh, that would be, be my bet. All right. Uh, hope everybody enjoyed the podcast today. Uh, always uh, love doing it. Uh, remember, you can participate in the uh, podcast. If you want to uh, send a question in, uh, if you want a, a call, uh, if you want to uh, ask a question on Twitter, on Twitter you can find me. At, it's uh, at Hank Haney. You can email questions to hankhaneygolf at outlook.com. And uh, you can also call and leave a message. Minnesota Tim, our producer, will uh, get the message and we'll play it on air. Or we'll uh, listen to your question and try to answer it. But the number is 833-426-5763. And the extension's 801. And, uh, you know, if you're, if you're like, great and you're, like, like you're, you're, you're really coming with something, you know, we'll probably, uh, we'll probably call you up and uh, want to record with you, too. We'll do, we'll do that, too. But uh, anyway, a lot of ways to participate in the show. And uh, you know what? You keep listening and tell your friends. Uh, go to the iHeartRadio app. Uh, find uh, the Hank Haney Podcast and hit follow. And uh, we'll be there uh, every day whenever you're, uh, you're ready to listen. Hope you have a great day. Thanks for tuning into the Hank Haney Podcast. Listen, follow, rate, and share on iTunes, on the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can make your thoughts and questions heard by emailing the show at hankhaneygoff at outlook.com. And you can also tweet me directly by sending your tweets to at Hank Haney on Twitter.
The Hank Haney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man. He's called Mal Evans, who's our roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.